0: It's Crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's John from Locked On Jets along with Marcus from Locked On Cowboys getting ready for a Week 6 NFL action. Uh, Jets and Cowboys this Sunday at MetLife Stadium. And, you know, Marcus, I think it's funny because right now the Cowboys have a winning record, yet I feel like maybe their fan base is a little down based on what's happened the last two weeks. Meanwhile, the Jets are (laughs) 0-4 and... People are excited because Sam Darnold's back, coming back this week. It's, it's kind of funny, the the dynamics at play, don't you think?
1: Oh, yeah. The morale is totally different between these two teams right now, right? The, the Cowboy fans couldn't be lower after two losses to the Saints and the Packers. And the Jets fans, they feel like they have new life again now that Sam Darnold's back. Uh, Chris Herndon is back from his suspension. Uh, it's it's it should be a fun game on Sunday. I think. I think this is going to be uh, maybe a little bit more entertaining and closer than what people think.
0: And the funny thing is, you look at the team's record. You think the team, the fans that would be excited would be the you know, the three and two fans, not the only no team no. The,
1: the, it's, it's for the Cowboys. It's just the opposite. We're not excited for this game. We're just on pins and needles because it's one that I, I think they're expected to win. I think the line is eight and a half points, and it, it's, it's almost a no-win situation for Dallas because so many people expect them to win this game. That Anything short of them bl- not blowing out the Jets uh, is going to be considered a disappointment, and we know how those games, you know, they, they turn out. It, it, when you're expecting to blow somebody else out and you, that doesn't happen or it ends up being close or heaven forbid you lose, uh, it, it gets to be kind of pandemonium here in Dallas.
0: All right, so Marcus, let's start by talking about when the Cowboys have the football. And before we went on the air, I, I was just express I expressed an interesting fact that Kellen Moore is the Cowboys' offensive coordinator, and through the first couple weeks of the season, at least, he was like the new hot offensive guy in the league. The last time the Jets and Cowboys played, it was a Saturday night in uh 2015 i think it was week 15 kellen moore mm-hmm. played in that game so really meteoric rise isn't it now he's the offensive coordinator in the nfl and a guy who at least through the first three weeks of the season was very you know he was kind of viewed as the next rising star
1: yeah i remember that game very well uh, they lost 16 and 19 i think the game was in dallas Uh, Moore was not particularly good. I think he had three interceptions in that game. Uh, But what you did see is a lot of anticipation, and you saw some creativity when the offense was on the field. And he's kind of brought that back to the Cowboys' offense now. You're seeing a lot of quick throws from Dallas. You're seeing a lot of motion, a ton of play action. Uh, The offense has not been the problem for the Cowboys. I know they they didn't score any points in the first half of the Green Bay game. But that was more because of their own mistakes, turning the ball over. and It had nothing to do with them not moving the ball down the field. There's still a lot of optimism surrounding Kellen Moore, uh, and I'm excited to see what they can do against a team that's not, you know, the Saints or the Packers uh, this week against the Jets.
0: Yeah, and you know what's funny is that the Jets have a lot of personnel issues on defense. Uh, You look at their edge spot, there's not really anybody reliable. Now they're probably going to be getting Brandon Copeland back off suspension and Jordan Jenkins, who has been injured, uh, you know he might be coming back. We'll see. So those, those are probably the, the Jets' two best edge players, but those are not really – I mean, let's put it, it's, it's not exactly the, the edge guys that the, the Cowboys have.
1: Yeah, but. right. You know, the funny thing is there's a lot of guys that you kind of like individually in this game. Like, obviously, uh Quinton Williams is a – I think he's going to be a star. People love Leonard Williams coming out of the draft. I remember Terrell Basham. Uh, when he was a, a second-round pick by the Colts, there was a lot of people that were fans. Jordan, uh, Jordan Willis. So it, it's just funny that there's a lot of you know draft Twitter loves on this defense, but collectively, it's not a great defense. I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but no. I think it's been a little disappointing as of late.
0: I actually, so they don't they don't, they don't have great edge guys, but they also don't have great corners. I actually think they've kind of played over their heads a little bit. Now they did they played a, they had a rough game against New England where they gave up three scores at three possessions, but. I think you look relative to what the t- talent is on the roster. The defense is actually playing pretty well and you know some of these scores are a little deceptive because last week the Eagles had 31 points but the, the Eagles defense scored two touchdowns. They they had a pick six right. and a fumble return. So Jets right. defense only gave up 17 points. And I'm looking at this roster, I'm looking at you know the premium positions edge and corner. Jets don't really have anything. I'm like how are they man manage- it's I think it's a tribute to defensive coordinator Greg Williams who's coming up with some pretty good game plans. But that said, I mean I look at I think Amari Cooper is a really problematic matchup for the Jets because yeah. I, I don't see any corner who, on the Jets who can cover that guy. It seems like he's off to – it just seems like it, it was It was a trade. I remember last year thinking, man, I, that's a steep price the Cowboys paid, and now it looks like it was totally worth it. It looks like they really knew what they were doing.
1: Yeah, Amari has been just a superstar since the day that he got here. Uh, he's now played in 14 regular season games with the Cowboys. Uh, since he was traded to, to Dallas, only one receiver has more receiving yards than – uh cooper and that's michael thomas only one receiver has more receiving touchdowns than cooper and that's julio jones uh the impact that he's had on this offense is ridiculous uh you saw that last week against green bay he can take over a game he almost single-handedly brought the cowboys back but what makes the, the cowboys offense even more dynamic is when they have both cooper and michael gallup on the field and that's where i'm looking for this matchup but obviously the, the Jets have some problems at cornerbacks. They can't take away both Cooper and Gallup. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what Greg Williams does with his cornerbacks against the Cowboys receivers. How do you anticipate uh, Williams matching up uh, with these two studs for the Cowboys?
0: You know, it's going to be tough. I mean, I don't know that they can take one guy away, much less two. I think one of the things Greg Williams has kind of been using this year are simulated pressures where he's not— technically blitzing he's sending four guys maybe he's sending five guys but it's a little bit maybe like a variation on the zone blitz in the past where Mm -hmm. they are they're sending guys from different angles to try and confuse the block the protection schemes but they're still dropping enough guys back to help in coverage so I think what they're trying to do is kind of kind of compensate for that by a mixing their coverage and b maybe leaving guys a little bit back I think Williams has kind of dialed back some of his more aggressive blitzing tendencies um, I think that you may see a personnel change for the Jets as well. Uh, Trumaine Johnson's been in and out of the lineup. He was actually benched for two weeks, and they put him back in the lineup against the Philadelphia Eagles, and he did not look any good. I mean, this is just this has been an all-time free agent bust for the Jets. He's, yeah, he's yeah. essentially playing like a dime back right now. And there, was, I mean, there was one third down play where he essentially was playing the sticks, and he was giving a twenty-yard cushion and still got burned deep, uh, which showed you yeah. the level of his play. Um, so. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's there's only so much you can do to match up against these guys. I think Williams will try and give his defensive back some help. So, you know what I mean? It, are the Cowboys still kind of a offense that's based around the run, based around that offensive line in Ezekiel Elliott, or is it more of a Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper offense now?
1: That's a great question because I think it depends on who you ask. Uh, if you ask Ezekiel Elliott and Jason Garrett, they would say they're a run-first offense that uses the run to set up the pass. But if you look at Kellen Moore's uh, tendencies and the statistics through five weeks, that's not the case. This is a team that is the most pass-happy team in the league on first down. They never throw or they never run the ball on second and long. Uh, they will run the ball on third and short and on fourth and short and near the goal line. But this is a team that is using play action a lot on early downs to throw the ball, which I think that's going to be interesting in this matchup because if the Cowboys can use a lot of play action – I uh, I think they can get you know I think they can get Cooper and Gallup open down the field. Now, obviously, uh, one of the keys in this game is going to be whether CJ Mosley can get back. I, I think he's a fantastic player when he's healthy. Do you expect him to play in this matchup?
0: It's not clear, but I will say this: is the guys who have been substitute linebackers for the Jets have played pretty effectively, and I think the Jets have been decent against the run this year. Uh, so, I mean, look, the Cowboys obviously have a lot of talent, so I'm not saying that it's a guarantee the Jets shut them down, but uh, Mosley would be a big addition. He played week one against Buffalo. He was, I mean, he played like a superstar week one. And then he left that game in the second half, and Jets' defense fell apart in that game without him. Now, I think that it's maybe a little bit of a, it's a little too simplistic to say that's the only reason they fell apart, but I'm sure it right, right. did not help. Um, so it would be a big help to have him back in the lineup, but I will say the linebacker and the Jets are playing without Mosley. They've been playing with two backup linebackers because their other starting inside linebacker, Avery Williamson yeah. was out for the year. He got hurt in the preseason was a really underrated player for, yeah. from just the national perspective, tremendous run stopper. Um, and you're absolutely right. And, but, um, Neville Hewitt, who was a backup, he was really more of a special teamer. He played some games at the end of last year when Darren Lee was suspended. He's come in and played very effective. I've been surprised how effective he's been. And then uh, Blake Cashman, rookie out of Minnesota, fifth round pick, not been as good as Hewitt, but he's he's held his own. He's been better than these guys have been better than I thought they'd be. And Henry Anderson's probably out, but um, on the defensive line for the Jets, there still is a lot of talent. Quinn and Williams missed some time. Uh, he got back into the lineup against Philadelphia. Uh, So, Steve McClendon, an underrated nose tackle, uh, still playing effectively. He's in his 30s. So, Jets have some talent. You know, I think, like, when the Cowboys run the ball, I could see it going either way. I could see the Cowboys having the upper hand. I could see the Jets having the upper hand. But, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Marcus. The way I view this is just, like, that's a matchup that could go either way, whereas, like, yeah, Cowboys I feel the same the game way. is a total mismatch. So, I, I mean, I expect the Cowboys to go to the air a lot in this game. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think it would be a, a big upset if the Cowboys just decided to play this. Well, it's on the road. If they decided to say, hey, we're going to give the ball to is he like up 30 times this game, I, I think that's a mistake. I think the way to beat the Jets is... Come out, spread them out, attack the edges with Cooper and Gallup. And then once you get a lead or once you're in favorable down in distances, that's when you can, you know, run the ball and move some of the clock. But if the Cowboys think they're going to come out here and just run the ball down the Jets throat, you know, 30, 35 times a game, uh, I I think they're going to be in trouble. Uh, One really quick note for the, the Cowboy fans that are listening. Uh, Blake Cashman was a guy that we talked about on our podcast a lot. Not very big. I think he's like 6'1", 235, 240 240 pounds. Super athletic, right? Like a 4.50 speed, Uh, can run all over the place. Uh, You guys have been impressed with what Cashman has done so far this season?
0: Yeah, I think he's done a pretty solid job. Now, he hasn't been perfect. There was a touchdown against New England where he bit hard on play action. There have been a few hiccups here or there. But I think relative to expectations, he's done a a better job than I think anybody thought he would replacing Mosley. And there's no replacing Mosley. Um, uh, Let me ask you one last question, Marcus, before we flip sides of the ball. Um, Cowboys offensive line for years has been known as one of the great units in the league. Is it still Mm -hmm. top tier? It
1: depends on the week, and that's the the honest truth. Last week against the Packers, uh, the Cowboys had to play (laughs) two backup tackles with Cameron Fleming and Brandon Knight, and and it was a problem. Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith uh, got after Dak Prescott quite a bit. Uh, In week four, Travis Frederick and Zach Martin played, but that was arguably the worst game of, of their career. Those guys were really struggling against the Saints it's nowhere near the same line that we saw in the 2014 season or the 2016 season or even really the 2018 season. It's definitely uh, they've uh, regressed. Uh, we'll see how healthy they are for this game. I don't expect Lyle Collins to play. I do expect Tyron to play. We'll see how healthy he is. Uh, but it's a unit that certainly has fallen off uh, some over the last couple of years.
0: All right. So when we come back, we'll switch sides of the ball here on this crossover Wednesday. Locked on Jets, locked on Cowboys.
1: All right, let's talk about the Jets offense because there's a lot to talk about here. I'm I'm really fascinated by this offense because when when everybody's healthy, you would think this offense would be able to perform at a level uh, that we haven't seen so far with the Jets. But let's start with Sam Darnold. Uh, It was announced that he was cleared to play on Thursday. He's going to start this game. Uh, How do you expect him to play in his first game back? Obviously, he's going to have to knock off some rust. Uh, but that's certainly a massive upgrade over Luke Falk and Trevor Simeon, correct?
0: Uh, I would hope so. If if not, then it is going to be a very long day for the Jets because Falk and Simeon just were not up to the task at all. Uh, Darnold had a rough first game against the Buffalo Bills, but there are two qualifying factors I'd point out. Is, first of all, it sounds like he was playing with Mono. It, it, sounds, yeah. it sounds like Mono didn't just come uh, when they found it. He sounds like he was playing with it. And second is... Lots of people have had trouble with that Buffalo defense this year. Sure, right now. So, sure, you know I don't know how much of a mark that is against him. Uh, the one thing I'll say for Darnold is that he did practice last week. He was clear for non-contact drills last week, and if you're the quarterback, everything's non-contact because you're not allowed to hit the quarterback at practice. So he did get all the first-team reps last week, which was a huge point of consternation for me because the Jets were coming off their bye, and they spent two weeks preparing for the Philadelphia Eagles, and... The guy who started the game got zero first team reps. Which, if you can explain that one, I'd, I'd love to hear it. But sure. Darnold at least does have. At least this is not his first week back, so maybe that'll help a little bit with the rust factor. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, Marcus, this offensive line. I think the offensive line may, as bad as the quarterbacks have been for the Jets, the backups. This offensive line, it, it's looked unplayable. It's, it's unbelievable because not. It hasn't been. A, it's not a great offensive line on paper, but every single one of those five guys on there has at least at one point or another been a borderline credible starter and these guys Absolutely these yeah. These guys can't hit I mean these guys can't hit a block. I mean they can't pass off basic stunts. So uh, I I think any Jets fan would tell you they're worried about this offensive line heading heading into this game. Uh what's this Cowboys pass rush look like?
1: Again, it very much depends on the week. Uh, Robert Quinn is back now, and he's been a welcome addition to the, the Cowboys' defensive line. Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence has three different injuries he's dealing with right now. He's trying to tough it out. Uh, Tyrone Crawford, a inside-outside player, is coming off two different hip injuries. Uh, so it's a beat-up unit, but they have a lot of talent there. And this is this is a game where they need to dominate. Uh, you mentioned some of the, the struggles with the Jets' offensive line. Uh, Ryan Khalil, I, again, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just watched some of the tape from today. He has not looked like anything similar to the player that we saw in, in Carolina. Uh, Kelechi Osemele, uh I've, I've had the chance to watch him when he was with the Raiders. It uh, seems like his play is declining every year. Uh, Kelvin Beecham is an okay left tackle. I don't love him. Uh, but it, it, there's just, there's not a lot of guys that you can rely on to say, hey, Go take out DeMarcus Lawrence this game. Go take out Robert Quinn. Just erase him for the equation. I would think the Cowboys can have some success against this Jets offensive line. But where I'm more concerned is about the Cowboys' rush defense. It's been one of the worst in the entire league. Aaron Jones carved them up for over 100 yards and four touchdowns this week. Do you think the Jets can have some success running the ball with Le'Veon Bell this week? Because Le'Veon's out there playing his heart out. Uh, but I- I'm not sure he's getting a lot of help from his offense. How do you expect the, the Jets to do on the ground in this one?
0: Oh, that's exactly the right way to put it. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, if you look at the numbers, it doesn't look that great. You know, you look at the, the averages, but I, there was a point in time where I think he was leading the league in missed tackle, broken tackles and still was averaging under four yards per carry. This offensive line, their woes have extended to the run game as well. You're absolutely right about Ryan Khalil. I thought it was a worthwhile gamble because the Jets had Jonathan Harrison at center. This was the thing that made no sense about the old GM for the Jets for me. The Jets entered the offseason with the second most cap space in the league, second most to the Indianapolis Colts. And the Colts did not need a center. Jets, dire need of a center. The center position has killed the Jets' offense the last two years with Wesley Johnson and Spencer Long. And there were two premium centers out there. Jets got neither of them. Now, to be fair, Matt Paradis is in Carolina. He's off to a rough start. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand. I I couldn't... For the life of me, I couldn't understand how the team with the most cap space that needed a center didn't get a center after the center's positions killed the team the last two years. So they signed Ryan Khalil. You knew it was a gamble. You knew knew it was a gamble because, first of all, they signed him after camp started. So issue of, is he in shape? Does he know the system? He's also old. You know, there's a question, was there anything left in the tank? I thought it was a reasonable gamble. Has not panned out at all. And the other just odd thing about this offensive line is they replaced brandon shell who was the right tackle with chuma adoga last week uh shell has been the starter the last couple years and he has not played well i don't mean to say shell has played well adoga was a third round pick out of usc he looked like a guy who does not belong he looked like a guy who needs practice reps he's not a guy who should be on the field right now so well
1: it's funny that they they even drafted when you when you watch Darnold's film at USC all you saw was the tackles getting killed over and over and over so what I I, I never understood what made the Jets say hey let's go get this USC tackle that got Darnold killed for you know two years at USC I don't know it it was it was a weird move for me anyways yeah he
0: you know I think they they bought it I, I think it's a play based on upside as athleticism i think their view was kind of along the lines of lots of there aren't many offensive linemen who enter the nfl refined at this day and age so i think they were go, kind of going on measurables with adoga but if, it was, if it's ever going to work for him it's not going to be this year so yeah. i think it's you know if you if you're worried about the dallas cowboys run defense uh this might be the what's the, you know, the what's the expression the on the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. What, what, I don't know what <laughs> right, the expression right, is, right. but it's the opposite of that because the jets can't run block at all. So <laughs> this might be, this might be ugly to watch. Uh,
1: I think if the Cowboys are going to win this game, it's going to have to be because of their, their pass rush, right? The, Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn are too good of players to let Calvin Beecham and Adoga shut them down. They need to, to have an impact in this game. Uh, they need to, to force Darnold out of the pocket, and I think they should be able to do that. I want to move on to one more thing b- before we head out. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the receivers because kind of like the defense, there's, I, I like these pieces individually, but I'm not sure they always fit together as a whole. Uh, Robbie Anderson, maybe a little bit of a rough season to start so far. Jamison Crowder had the big week one performance. I think he had 14 receptions in that game uh how do you what do you think of the, the Jets of receiving core I I know Chris Herndon's back do you expect him to play in this game as well
0: I do it's an open question how much he'll play I would expect him to play though be Ryan Griffin has replaced him and not really offered you a whole lot in the past game Herndon offers a di- different dimension he can threaten the seam yeah I it, as you mentioned, the individual parts aren't bad as a whole. I still think they're kind of miss, they're missing like an Amari Cooper kind of go-to yes, guy. Yes, absolutely. Think if yeah. they had a guy like that, the pieces would fit really well because you have Anderson, the deep threat. You have Jamison Crowder working the middle in the slot. You have Herndon, who's an athletic tight end, had a good year. And you also have Bell. Bell's one of the premium uh, pass-catching backs in the league, and I don't think they've utilized his receiving skills enough. Getting him out wide, getting him in the slot, trying to create matchups along those lines. Uh, so... The pieces are okay. I mean, I've watched Jets teams run out, you know, broken down to Antonio Holmes and David Nelson, guys <laughs> like that. Covers, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, it's not as bad as it's, as it, uh, it's not the worst situation I've ever seen for the Jets, because the guys they have, like, are credible NFL players. They're just not really the high-end receiving talent on this team. Um, and I guess that, that leads me to a question I'll have for you about the Cowboys' defense. First of all, personnel, you know, how they are in coverage, but second of all, I know that this is a Rod Marinelli, Chris Richard defense, and they're you know they they come from the that Monty Kiffin, uh, Pete Carroll school where it's a lot of zone, not much blitzing. Is that is that the way the Cowboys' defensive system works?
1: Yeah, they they've adapted a little bit over the last couple of years. They like to send Jalen Smith on blitzes when it's you know third down, uh, specifically right up the middle. Uh, but for the most part, you're going to get a four man rush uh, on third downs. You might see some three to uh, six looks. Uh, but yeah, you, you know what you're going to get. And I'm hoping and I anticipate that the Cowboys believe that, again, Lawrence and Quinn and Malik Collins inside are better players than what the Jets have. Uh, so I, I don't anticipate a ton of blitzing in this game.
0: All right. Well, Marcus, uh, great, great to uh, chat with you. It's unfortunate we only get to do this once every four years. I know. Well, hey,
1: listen, let's let's make the Super Bowl here soon, and maybe we'll have uh, something different to talk
0: about. Yeah, I, I think you guys are a little <laughs> bit closer to that than we are here. Well, I show. don't know. After the
1: last two weeks, I think Cowboy fans are uh, a, a little bit more pessimistic about their team.
0: As, as we said, it's, it's a great great symmetry to the show. We talk about how the 0-4 team fans are excited because they got their quarterback back, and the 3-2 team's fans are bummed out because they're on a losing streak. Ah, uh, the
1: NFL is so much fun.
0: All right, well, thank you, Marcus, and thanks to everybody for listening. I hope you have a great week and enjoy the game on Sunday.